Welcome to Down Rabbit Holes. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Raquel. Hello, hello. Hello, and welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. So, um, first, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, We appreciate all of your, um, I don't even know. Appreciate all of your attention to us. Yeah, we've had so much great feedback. Like all of our posts on Facebook, we had a lot of people that liked our Mm -hmm. posts. It was shared. I get requests almost daily for new people to join. So thank you so much for being a part of this. So since episode one, we've had 126 downloads. What? Yeah. Um, And that's not to include the Spotify. So I couldn't figure out the Spotify, how many people, but on our Podbean um, we had 126 downloads, um, which I 126 listens. So we appreciate that and the comments and feedback on Facebook. So um, remember, you can find us on iHeart, Podbean, Spotify, and then any other avenues you take to get your podcast. Please let us know, because the more that we know, the more we can f- facilitate your enjoyment. Yes. Yes. And then if you have <laughs> any topics that you would like. For sure. Yeah. You can hit us up on Facebook and then we have an email down rabbit holes podcast at gmail.com. So share the love, share your experiences, um, share any topics. We'd love to hear what you want us to talk about. Absolutely. And again, we can't reiterate how much we appreciate you guys just listening and being a part of this and encouraging um, this podcast. It's kind of been a labor of love for us. Yeah. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And so the feedback and the reception has been great. So thanks again. Yeah. So today we do have a guest with us. (laughs) We make our own sounds. Fireworks. (laughs) Um, So we have worked with our guest um, while you know, at our job. Yeah. And so um, he has provided some insight towards a lot of things when we go down rabbit holes in our discussions. He's contributed to the digging of the rabbit holes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. During work. <laughs> Hours. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Oops. So Sean, Sean Moore Yay. is here with us today. Sean, tell us about yourself. Well, hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And this is, this is a lot of fun. I, uh, I'm excited to, to be a part of this. So yeah, I'm Sean Moore. I've um, I've been married. My wife and I've been married for what forty two years. What? Oh, okay. Well, twenty one each. Oh, you know. okay. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I'm like, not that old. <laughs> no, I look great for my age. Uh, what you're talking about? But you know, I'm I'm originally from Tampa, so I. Am, Ooh, I'm sorry. I mean, but we'll talk later. Yeah, I know it's a rough rough weekend, but. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah. So we, you know, spent time in the army, and then uh, yeah, settled out here, and now I'm I'm going to school, and I'm really happy to talk about anything related to theology or, you know, what what uh what kind of what I you know I've always struggled, I guess, early on in life with what Christianity is and what Christians do and what the whole the whole thing kind of means, and so yeah, it's really it's really neat now to have conversations about it, especially I'm going back to school and, and really focusing on it. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here and, and share my perspective today. Awesome. That was something super interesting that I learned about you when we were in that meeting is that you were getting your doctorate. Yes. That didn't come up until we were like, we're like, what? whoa! Not only is he hilarious and smart at this other job, but he has a whole other yeah like career and adventure. Um, what is your doctorate in? Paddleboarding. Oh, <laughs> I'm, real, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Real good at paddleboarding. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's, uh, it's called a uh, Bible exposition. So I did a, a master's degree in Christian apologetics, which really gets after kind of the philosophical barriers that people have. And, you know, how do you accept core beliefs and how, how does that shape who you are and, and what you're willing to believe? Uh, and then what you hold true. 
right? And then to kind of build on that, I wanted to focus on, you know, some of the ancient lang- languages and, and are we reading the Bible correctly? Can you trust what you read in the English variants that we have? And so that's, that's what the PhD is focused on. I don't know amazing. if I told you this. Actually, I think I did send you an email. That book, uh, The Gospel in the Marketplace that you recommended, I bought it for my brother. I bought it for myself. I haven't read it yet, but oh, <laughs> I've been trying to learn a new job, if yeah. you don't know, so I haven't read it yet, but I did buy it, and I'm really excited to jump into it, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. So I want to share one of my favorite memories of uh, Sean. Oh no! Yes, and I hope that it comes to fruition during this podcast. But he has. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's good. good. This very hearty laugh, <laughs> but almost menacing <laughs> chuckle. I'm, I'm, hold, I'm holding it back. I'm holding it back. And but don't, when it, it is amazing. when it comes out, it's kind of like takes you like off guard, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait a minute! I love it! I love this so much!" And I never want it to stop. Yes, yes, yes. I do love it. Oh, Oh, man. So I'm real excited to hear your perspective on what we're going to talk about later. Um, But before we get into our topic for today, let's talk about some exciting news. And I'm actually going to ask Will, our producer, Will, to pop in on this as well. But for those of you who don't know, (laughs) I'm from Detroit. And... You, the, are, you are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in, what is it, 35 years? 1991. We are playoff. We, what? I don't even know. There's not even any words. NFC champion. I can't even say NFC champion. I can't even formulate the sentence. There were so many tears that were shed this last weekend and the weekend before that. But I'm telling you what, go freaking Lions. It's our time. Will, I yes. first, before I go into my rant about yes. how proud I am about my Lions, <laughs> I want to apologize. Oh, no, the Eagles tanked it. About the Eagles. Yeah, they tanked the whole latter half of the season. I, I did. I was pretty sad. I think Sean has some comments about his feelings on <laughs> that game, being a Tampa fan. But, um oh. Being thinking that that's going to be Jason Kelsey maybe retirement game. Oh, it could be, could be. I he, 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 like everyone said he was going to, and then he's like, eh, maybe not. I know. You know. I, I like like Travis says. I think the big man has a lot of football left in him. <laughs> I mean, he's still like the best center in the NFL, so he hasn't like dropped off or anything. Like and that. did you see him jump out of the box and then? Be able to jump back in on his own strength. Are you talking about the Kansas City game? Yes. When he was shirtless and standing? Oh, yes. no, sure. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, but, I mean, he might be one of my fa- favorite players in mm-hmm. the entire NFL. Um, and it was really sad to see the Eagles go down the way that they did after the year that they had started being 10-1. and one. It's Just bad coaching. All the way around. I, you know, bad I can't say that I disagree with you. Yeah. Um, but back to me. Sure. Back to the Lions. <laughs> Detroit clinched the NFC North for the first time ever and their first division title since 1993. It was also the Lions' first playoff appearance since 2016. Since then, the Lions have had eight straight playoff losses, uh, starting with the NFC Championship in 1991 to the Washington Redskins. So as you can imagine, this weekend was like a breakthrough for us. But 
that's not to be outdone by the Michigan Wolverines. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail. You guys can join in nope. to Michigan. Oh, nope. <laughs> I'm all things Michigan. Um, well, I'm sorry for all of you um, because go blue again. Um, it where, is where a. Do you, where do you live now? I. Yeah, where do you live? Hey, I'm not a traitor. Yeah. Okay. You know? So all I'm saying, I mean, I'm not mad at She's Arizona. Loyal. That, you can't give her you that. Can't. She's loyal. Um, I'll forgive you later for that. <laughs> um, There's a lot of forgiveness today. But, um, we talked about the table. I know. I try not to. I get excited. Um, but anyways, the Lions, I mean, even if I'm not going to even say words, you have made me so proud. You've made Aww. me a proud. Congratulations. Lions. Thank Lions. you. I appreciate that. Oh, you weren't talking to me. You were talking to the Look, I, I live with four boys, right? Football's on all the time at my house. Do I watch? No. No, absolutely not. Do they know everything that's going on and talk about it? And I get involved in conversations and I'm like, so who's that? Do we know that person? And they're like, no, that's an NFL player. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. I'll walk away. So let's make some predictions then. What's going to happen this I, weekend? I want the Lions to win. And I think they have a good chance of winning. And um, I'm just tired of the Niners. Yeah. They, I mean, everybody else has had a chance. Give us a chance. Shout out to my friend, Matt, who's the biggest Niners fan. And he'd be so upset if you heard me say that. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I wish I had his number so I could send him the podcast link so he yeah. could then like and share <laughs> and give it to all of his friends <laughs> as well. Actually send it to him today. So. Yay! Um, yeah, so you say the Lions over the Niners, mm -hmm. and then I on the ASC side, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see Kansas City beating the Ravens. Why no. they're on a tear, the Ravens are on an unbelievable tear. I right mean, now. Lamar Jackson, he is on point, they're playing lights out football right now. Yeah, well, and Kansas City had no, no business playing as well as they did in this random game, last mm -hmm. yeah, weekend either. They kind of pulled one out of nowhere. Yeah. What was it? 13 seconds left and goes to score a field goal to tie the game. And then that crazy pass to Kelsey at the mm -hmm. end yeah. to score a touchdown. Yeah. I really yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you really do. And I envy that because sometimes I sit at the couch and I'm like, so what's going on? I know football. I know how the game's played, but the stats and the people and the stuff, that's too much for me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That when you have lost for so long oh, in your yeah. life, <laughs> this kind of like you just pay attention to all those things. Like there was at the end of the Lions game, this last um, game, there was two minutes left in the game and coach made the worst call ever and gave the ball back to the other team. And yep. I was like, what yep. are you doing? No, you're going to ruin it for us. Like <laughs> our hopes and dreams are dwindling down this pipeline right now. Well, when you guys won, Matt was like, Hey, did you text Raquel? She's probably really happy right now. And I was like, no, why? <laughs> and then the interception to win the game. I don't even know who number 55 is, but I appreciate you. Wasn't it CJGJ? Is he number 55? Uh, I, uh, I'm he was an, he was an <laughs> eagle last year. I don't know how people retain this information. but CJ Jar uh, Garner Johnson. Yeah. He was an eagle last year. And the last thing I'll say about it, because I know we have a lot of things to talk about, is Jared Goff. 
you deserve to be in Detroit and you deserve to be where you're at and you're good enough for Detroit. For anyone listening, she's actually tearing up. Actually, yeah. wait, wait, is that a compliment? Good enough yeah. for Detroit? Dude, we're going to have you back after we win and then we can revisit that. <laughs> and then we'll go down another rabbit hole. Um, but Stafford came in and I've loved Stafford for the 12 years that he was there, but I got to rep my golf. Yeah. Loyal again, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Um, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so, we've already talked about Kelsey's retirement. Do you want him to retire or no, or you don't care? What do you think? Um, I wish his brother would retire. <laughs> oh, but it's okay. We're talking about football stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> the Lions won, but I know that um, they're brothers and they have a podcast, <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, uh, 55 is Derek Barnes. Oh yeah, he's the one that saved the world. No, I like I like the Kelseys. I you know I don't yeah. I don't wish you know they would either one of them would retire, but I'm just tired of the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Really, yeah, I feel I'm tired of watching them. I don't hate them. I you know I don't have the animosity against the the Chiefs. I'm just tired of seeing them every yeah. year. Give somebody just, else a chance. <laughs> Lions, we're here and yeah. we want it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, which talking about the Kelseys, we have to address Taylor Swift and Eminem. Are you mad at it or are you not mad at it? Wait, what's what's the Eminem? He's been at Marshall every, Mathers. He's been at Don't every, I know who he is? He's my favorite rapper. He's been at every Detroit game. He's, he's oh, from Detroit. He? Oh, he's repping his city. Oh, good for him! And the whole crowd is like, "I'm Slim Shady. I'm the real no, Shady." I would be right in there too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love Eminem. And he even like when we played Stafford, he was like, "Stafford, man." Give us this chance. I was there when you won the Super Bowl. I, I rapped for, rap. for you. <laughs> yes. I rapped for you. Um, yes. I love Eminem. Taylor Swift, I think she's supporting her boyfriend. So good for her. Yeah. Well, I'm the, what I'm bringing up is, are you mad at the pl- publicity that's I've, coming to I've the NFL I've been mad about, about the Swifties and the Eminems? All year about it. I think Have it's you? a good, well, looking from a business perspective, right? You got the Swifties. So now the Swifties are bringing money to the NFL because now they're, you know, they have all this merchandise, they're buying chief stuff. There are, nope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're buying chief stuff. See, I don't want, I don't do this. <laughs> they're buying chief stuff. They're, you know, they're going to the games to see her like, well, what a good play. And it's also, let me tell you, there are a lot of little girls who are watching football now yeah, that wouldn't have no, been watching. I agree. It's like going to encourage girls in a whole new way. So I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm not mad at it. I'm, and in fact, I enjoy the entertainment of it. One fun fact that I learned actually today. So remember how earlier when we were talking off um, air, I was telling you I didn't really learn anything in my class. But then I did learn this today. <laughs> Are you ready for this? About Taylor Swift. <laughs> it is about Taylor Swift. Okay. It was about how the internet changed and they did a comparison from uh 2021 to 2023 and in 2021 there was zero followers of a taylor swift podcast mm-hmm. that or anything that was noticeable right. so you know maybe there was but it wasn't noticeable in 2023 there was 343 followers of this thousand followers of this taylor swift podcast and i was like that's because travis kelsey put her on the map and everybody in there was like Mar, mar, mar. she put him on the map no. and i was like no. yeah <laughs> no i think mm. it but i do think the the amount of times that they pan over her is a little obsessive it's like, been like that all year too well i know that's what i'm saying but like you're there it's a football game yeah like it's cool when they show like 
because I think there was some controversy of like how many times she was on the screen as opposed to how many times another celebrity was on the screen and she was like way more. Yeah. And it was like, well, I mean, that's cool. But like, really, do we have to be that like, oh, Taylor's here? We know. Yeah. We know you're here. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you can dial it down a little bit. Just a little. But I enjoy them being there. So you can still come to the games, Tay-Tay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been out of the state for the last couple of weeks trying to learn this new job. What's popping up in here? What's popping in Sierra Vista? On it? Nothing, really. Um, really? Well, like, okay. So <laughs> nothing. No. I, at least I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think that was sarcastic. <laughs> really, huh? Oh, weird. So uh, no fairs, no craft shows, no, no garage sales. Well, the garage sales are always <laughs> happening. But now that it's winter, they've oh yeah, you know they've cut down because mm-hmm. it's too cold. Um, no, but I did just, I just <laughs> it's too cold and it rained. And it did twice. rain. I did so I did start following. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, Sierra Vista Live. It's a Instagram uh, account. Yeah, um, that know. shares all the things that are in the news and stuff, and so. Um, you know, lots of things that I didn't know that was going on in Sierra Vista that are not good. Yeah. You know, like <gasps> drugs and, yeah. and people getting beat up, beat up when and walking. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't follow uh, Sierra Vista Live, do because it is very informative with the things that are going on, especially news wise. Like. So I, I didn't think in our little corner of Arizona that that stuff would happen here, but apparently it does. Yeah. Be careful when you're walking. Pepper spray, everybody. Opening eyes, left and right. Oh, yeah. Um, I was actually intending that to be like, hey, there's a magician coming to town. Everybody no, go out find and anything. see the magician. No, no, no I did, just uh... read the darker side of the news. <laughs> yeah, really... Everybody. Yeah, nothing. I couldn't find any carnivals, nothing. Nothing that pertained to like, hey, community. Uh, community. Um, other than I signed up for the Sonoida Wine Run. That's about it. Oh, that's a good one. That's Ooh, I didn't tell you. Um, I signed up for a 5K that you should join me on. It's virtual, and it comes with a cool T-shirt. Oh, I got okay. the hoodie, and it's called Baddie. And since one of my goals from the first one was to become a baddie again, there you go. Um, I was like, this was made Send me for the me. Link. I have to do it. It was a part <laughs> of my change. I will right now, actually. Okay. Um, so, well, that's cool. If you guys know anything that's happening up in Sierra Vista or you are doing something or you're putting something on, email it to us yeah, or we'll shout or you out. Let us know and we'll let the, the listeners, our 127 of you, know what's going on. <laughs> I think we even had a listener in the UK. Is that true? A couple. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good dope. That's so good, though. That's really awesome. International. Internationally known <laughs> that I can rock it on My a microphone. Phone. Why are you rolling your eyes at me, <laughs> producer Will? Whatever. This is so engaging. So should we get into our topic? Yeah. But yeah. before we do, let's just review our change. Okay. How are you doing with what you said you were going to do for your change? I'll tell you. Mine, you know, mine was uh, to start over every day and not hold the mistakes of the day or, or the week in my heart that yeah. it, so it wouldn't cripple me the next day. I've done a really good job of starting over every day. <laughs> I haven't done a really great job of being consistent and disciplined, but starting over button is working every day. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Learning and growing. Um, I think that's what, where I'm at with the learning, just learning every day, growing, reflecting every mm day. Had some relapses. (laughs) (laughs) Hence my, hence my start over every day. Yeah. The start over every day is hard, especially when you're, you relapse. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I think I think thinking of all the changes that you need to make for the next day and then waking up refreshed is but also the repair. So trying to repair the things that, you know, mom rage had, had taken over. Yeah. But you're, you're doing a great job. You're rocking it. Well, Every thank single you. Day. You too. Yeah, thanks. You too. I'm glad you're back. I'm happy to be back. I'm so excited to share all of the things with you that I've learned in the last two weeks in Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but today's episode has me all up in my feelings. Yeah. I, I'm the tough one. As funny as we are. And I think that we're going to get to tears of joy and laughter as well in this podcast, but I'm almost positive that um, there will be tears of, uh, I don't even know what kind of tears they will be. Um, healing, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But our topic of conversation today is on forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is not always easy. I don't know actually if it ever is. <laughs> um but in today's episode, we're going to explore the transformative power of forgiveness. We'll discuss why forgiveness is essential for personal growth, how it can improve relationships, and the steps we can take to cultivate forgiveness in our lives. Hopefully, Sean will be able to give us not only experiential advice, because he's so old. I am. Yeah. yeah. 42 years. 42 years. <laughs> Um, we have kids too. I think I forgot to mention that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that just gives you another reason that you are a. They're uh, old too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hopefully, he can give us some advice and some insight on uh, what the Bible says about this, and kind of the 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 way that Jesus led in this. You know, the man, the myth, and the legend, the legend. of Jesus and his approach to forgiveness. The um, myth. Yeah. See? He's not a man. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I actually meant to take that. Do you know what out. I'm going to school for? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm excited to even talk about that on yeah. this because we have some maybe non-believers in, that are about this. And one thing that I appreciated when we were talking the first time um, <clears throat> was your approach in in delivering your message. It wasn't like preachy and um, I want to convert you to this. It was this is just the way it is, like very research driven, very like presented in a way that it was like, okay, well, I need to sit on that for a little yeah. bit. And I need that to kind of like um, seep through my pores. And I need to reflect on some things because I think a lot of times, especially when we're talking about topics like this or about Christianity or different things like that, people appeal to the emotion, right? But the way that you appealed to it was very like research driven, data driven, mm -hmm. data like driven. kind of like on what this is, uh, this Bible is an actual historic, historical document. document and, and he, this is how it can be proven through language and through this actual study. So um, I'm excited to go down those rabbit holes when we start talking about this. So um, our first topic is understanding forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think that's important, right? You have to kind of figure out what, yeah, what, what yeah, we're talking what about here. Talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, I mean, forgiveness, I think it, I think people maybe even misunderstand what we're talking about. Um, problem, when I've asked people about this before, uh, especially people today, when I was talking about, we're going to have to discuss it later on this afternoon. Um, but I was asking people what, you know, what, what do they think forgiveness is? And, and usually it's, they, they confuse it with reconciliation. So they, they assume that as soon as you forgive somebody, everything's just back to normal. Right. And, uh, and that's where the hangups, I think, usually come in, right? Is that you have, you have this perspective now where you, you maybe have this, this hurt or you can't believe how somebody would do this. And then you're like, and I'm just supposed to just forget all of that. And everything just goes back to the way it was. That's not forgiveness. 
uh, or I don't want to do that. But that's not that's not what it is, right? So, um, and I mean, the word obviously has has different meanings, in different contexts in the Bible. But if you wanted to look at the word of, of what it is, but I mean, essentially, what we're talking about mostly is just kind of releasing somebody from the debt that's owed. So if you looked at it from, um, you know, like a debt perspective, like somebody owed you money, you'd say, well, don't don't worry about you know, paying me back, basically. Like student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Shout out to people who can forgive my student loans. That's right. Right. Shout out to Mohila. So somehow politics got it right. (laughs) They they know what forgiveness is. Forgive the debt, right? Uh, But yeah, it's not. uh, And I think this is more difficult when it's, when, if you think about it, right? Because sometimes whatever the hurt is, whatever happened, whatever the event was, especially for people that have, you know, been victims of some sort of heinous crime or something, uh, I mean, there's no way to repay that, right? There's nothing. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to undo the, the mistake that was made or the the act that was committed or whatever. Uh, so at that point, you know, you have to look at what you're trying to achieve with forgiveness. And so there's a lot that goes into. It. There's a lot to unpack with it. It's it's what is it? Kind of define it a little bit. And then it's uh yeah, are you supposed to do it? And is it easy? Is it? E- of course, it's not easy. I think we don't know the answer to that. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's and how well do we understand it? You know, because Peter. Um, you know, the old, the old faithful rock Peter, he, I mean, he dang sure got it wrong. And this is after, I mean, he didn't understand it. Right. And, and so he, I mean, he understands the concept of it, but this is Peter who, who there's plenty of illustrations of him not really understanding things, which I think is pretty common when you're talking about Christianity. They don't, you, you kind of think you understand what the message is. And then you realize that maybe, maybe it's deeper or maybe it's, maybe you're off the mark a little bit. And yeah, for, for Peter, for instance, when it talks about forgiveness, there, there, there's a whole whole section in Matthew about that. And I mean, this is after now, this is after Jesus has already performed all these miracles and everything's happened. Um, you know, he's already just came from feeding the 4,000, um, this time and he, they're, you know, they're back to Philippi and then, and then he's, 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 this is when he's, Jesus is asking him, Hey, what who, who do people say I am and all that stuff? And then when he answers, you're, you know, you're the son of the living God, he's, he tells him, oh, Peter, you're the rock, right? And then Peter immediately goes into being the stumbling rock because he messes things up right away with his will versus God, with all that stuff. But then later on, I mean, even after all of that, even after Peter doesn't really get it, he's still confused. And he's like, well, how many times does somebody have to wrong me? And I still forgive him, you know, mm-hmm. seven times. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And this is when Jesus is like, no, 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 77 times, whatever. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. so there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, even Peter didn't really understand. So obviously it's not easy to really grasp like how and when and why you, the forgiveness piece happens. And I think you have to un- unpack a lot of that. And so, yeah, we can. Yeah. I mean, that. there's just so much about forgiveness because it's a, it's the element of me um, almost being vulnerable enough to forgive someone, but also being willing to accept forgiveness. And um, <clears throat> because it's, I don't know if anybody else agrees, but it's super easy to hold a grudge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, so it's just like such a dichotomy. Like, it's super easy to hold a grudge, but it's so hard to forgive. Like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that, too, is, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I have run into this all the time, right? I mean, there's drivers that are just so inconsiderate. I just can't forgive them. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it, no, but I mean, that's, that's that the example there is that you, you typically you feel very wronged uh, by, by somebody's inconsiderate act or by, by somebody just being so careless or just so, I don't know, myopically, you know, angled towards whatever the, whatever the situation is that you're, you get so frustrated that how, how can they be this obtuse, right? And you, and you just can't really understand how this would happen. And then they just, nobody tells them or you do tell them they don't care. And then, so it, it really, you almost wonder like, well, why would I even forgive them? What does it do? Right. Um, but I think there's more to it than that, right? There's, yeah. there's, 
And this is goes to forgiving yourself. I mean, it, it's whenever other people forgive you, but you can't forgive yourself. I think that's a huge part of it as well. And here we're talking about kind of the, you know, I, I don't know really, I guess the best way to say it, but you're, you're, you're trying to save some of your mental health capacity. I yeah. mean, it's not healthy, yeah. right, to hold on to all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of the Christianity aspect is mm-hmm. you need to release this stuff. Yes. And not only is it commanded to you, I mean, Jesus yeah. tells you, you know, forgive others. Um, so that you can be forgiven, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's it, that you have to overcome that somehow. There have yeah, you have to reconcile that yourself, and how you're going to you know basically yeah release somebody else's debt so that you can move over to release your own debt. Um, and I mean, I think it's funny because we we a lot of people are drawn to Christianity in the first place because of how bad they feel, and then there's this there's this religion that's presented to them. Maybe they didn't know it or hear about it. Uh, previously, and they, they hear this message that all of your sins are forgiven, mm-hmm. and even no matter what it is, right? Even a, a wretch like we sing songs about it. Right. You know, there's yeah. a how how can God forgive everyone? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's instantaneous too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like God forgives you immediately, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. where are you? Even if you forgive somebody, the trust still hurt. Right, you know, right, the, right. The trust still, still damaged. Well, and to go off of the passes that you were reading about, you know, do I forgive them seven times? And and God or Jesus says, you know, seventy seven times. Um. There was, there's this book that I read every, I try to read a passage every day, um, but I was on chapter 12 and it was, it, the title is the soul of the gospel, right? So it can, it, it says that passage from Matthew, but above it, it says, when we forgive, we share the love of God with others and rid ourselves of the dangerous poison that prevent us from growing spiritually. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Is that you're, you're also separating yourself. And this right. is what Paul really teaches about later on, you know, he, um, he, he, he talks about it kind of uh, the, the shedding of the, your earthly right. body, right? And all the sins and how you can't save yourself. You can't forgive right. yourself, right? Like you don't have the power to do that. And this is where, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that's the, some of the issues they had with early Christians and, and the, Jesus being the Messiah is that, yeah, they didn't think anybody but God through, um, you know, like burnt offerings or the sacrifices that, that nobody could forgive sins except for God, right? God and God mm-hmm. in heaven. So this was a, a yeah, big thing. And, and this is um, where Paul is talking about it. He's like, you know, you're no longer children tossed about, you know, by the waves and winds of every doctrine, right? The trickery of people. And what he's really getting after is you're not, you're not kind of bound to what the earthly or human wisdom is that people tell you about, you know, your mental health or, or what's going to happen with forgiveness and all this stuff. I mean, he's really getting after you're supposed to be, you know, your new self in Christ, right? I think that you hit on a key point is that we're trying to relate this forgiveness thing to an earthly like representation of what it is. Because, I mean, um, I can't tell you that like sometimes if I, okay, let's talk about student loan forgiveness. If somebody actually forgave my student loans, I would feel like I needed to do something um, in repayment of yeah. that forgiveness. Like I need to earn that from you. And I think that the hardest thing about forgiveness is our our human and mental capacity to understand a free gift and to understand yeah. that, hey, I, I'm doing this because I love you and because I care about you. And that's it. It goes back to that unconditional, godly, divine love that is unlike any other. And that we try to emulate even as parents, like we could say, I love my child unconditionally, but we still have conditions when our, when God the Father represents a different kind of love that he can offer that forgiveness. Because that forgiveness means 
I forgive. It, it it's done. It's wiped clean, right? Well, yeah, and that's that's really. I mean, that's what Hebrews ten. I mean, that's what it's it's going. You know, the one sacrifice of Christ, right? That's how it starts mm-hmm. off. And it's, if your Bible has headings in it, that's usually what it's what its title is. One sacrifice of Christ is sufficient. Um, that's what it is in the New American Standard Bible. But I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it's trying to tell you is that the sacrifice of Jesus is enough, right? But and they did. You know, there's there's a lot more to it than that. But uh, simplistically, yeah, I mean, you you. You do have to understand that now it's difficult, too, and part of this has to be where you unpack a little bit of our societal influence, right? We're mm-hmm. in the Western society and very capitalistic, and, and you have to think through, like, what does that do when you're, you're talking about kind of paying for services a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know? Like, oh, well, are you overpaid or, you know, or you didn't deliver on a contract or something like that. I mean, you, you kind of have this—I I think we have to realize that, that our societal like input our whole lives kind of revolves around everything being fair and equitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to forgiveness, we don't have the capacity that, you know, God or Jesus explains and, and you know, in the New Testament to explain what Jesus is talking about and what he teaches about. Uh, we just don't have that capacity, right? It's a little bit more difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but this gets back to, well, why is it important, mm-hmm. I think? And and part of it is, one, you're releasing yourself from that the turmoil, right? You're yeah. part of that. Part of it is, you know, this is, you're getting out of the earthly wisdom part. Mm-hmm. And this is where... Paul tells them, you know, he talks about how he's talking to the churches, you know, and he says, do not walk as the Gentiles do. Here the Gentiles walk in the futility of their own mind. You know, they're darkened in their understanding. And this is where the examples here, Jesus is trying to explain to you, uh, you know, like what we talked about earlier in Mm -hmm. Matthew, he's trying to explain to you what forgiveness looks like. Mm -hmm. And we just don't understand. Even Peter didn't really get it, right? Um, And so part of it is, yeah, what do we understand that we're supposed to be doing? And it's just not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but should it be, and what are we really accomplishing when we forgive people? One right. is you give the opportunity for growth. Not only that, but you establish boundaries. So when you bottle it up and you don't ever talk to somebody about it because you can't because you're angry yeah. and you're worried that you're just going to, you know, say something, blow your lid or whatever, you know, right. you, so you avoid the situation, right? Well, at that point, you haven't really accomplished anything, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times, especially when it's somebody that's hurt you, um, and you have a personal relationship with that person, whether it's a family member or a coworker or whatever, it, it, sometimes it's beneficial to explain what's going on. Either one, to remove that person from your life completely, right? right. And say, this is, this is what I have to do. Or two, you establish boundaries with that person mm-hmm. and say, okay, I, I, I forgive you. We're going to move forward, but this is not happening again, mm-hmm. right? This can't, this can't go on like yeah. this. Right? And a lot of the things that I read in that chapter, it was forgiveness and generosity. Yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of forgiveness comes with generosity because it, one of the questions in there, and it was it was a kind of a reflect on this question. Mm-hmm. How many times have you prayed for somebody who you forgave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and instead of, you know, yeah, you can set those boundaries, but if you do have to let them go, how many times, how do you pray for them? Did you pray for them? What What kinds of things are you doing to be a godly follower, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to explain it, but like, are you praying for God's are you will? Praying, for yeah. Them, are you right? praying like, for not, God's not, will? Because there are some things that people might pray for people they're cutting out of their lives. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how many times be I've been like, please, <laughs> please let them get what no. they deserve. <laughs> hope you have the day that you deserve. No. <laughs> but no, seriously, like when it, when yeah. I read that passage, I was like, oh, gosh, because it says like, you know, it, it. and this one was really hard for me because it says, um, is is he saying, so I, it was Exodus, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? And I thought about those things and I'm, I'm like, well, 
I, I don't know if I ever wish revenge on anybody like that to that bad of like, I'm going to take your eye because you took mine. Mm-hmm. Right. But like um, one of them was saying, like, are you it, it's the question. So it says, is is God saying that you need to love people like Hitler, Osama bin Laden, and those people who who are just real evil in the world? <laughs> and then it says, um, when's the last time you prayed for those people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Never I mean, have I done that. You know, we, my family and I were just talking about this. Um, it's I think we we get prayer even wrong yep. a lot mm-hmm. of times. We don't. I don't really know that we know how to pray. <laughs> so, right? And it's funny because uh, this is this is where you know I was talking about Peter earlier, not really getting things, and and this was part of it too, right? Is 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 it's funny because when we when you look at what Peter's saying when Jesus is telling him the plan that hey I'm going to go and I'm going to get you know I'm going to be crucified right by the by the scribes, and uh, this is what's going to happen, and Peter's like, oh my gosh, well. Peter too, very Jewish, you know, and uh, in, in you know Jewish tradition, he thinks he's going to have this big triumphant savior who's going right. to come and just, yeah, just knock everybody down that's opposing, you know, Christianity. Well, God, right? So, um, in this at this point, he's saying, no, 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 that can't happen. And you're, you're thinking like he just doesn't want it to happen. But it's funny because Peter, the way it's written, especially in Matthew, is it's it's using one of the old um, Hebrew phrases where it's it's basically like far be it from me, you know, far be it from like reality. Like mm-hmm. this isn't gonna happen. You're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And it, that's when he's like, you just don't get it. You know, you're 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 too focused on your will, your will for things yeah. um, that you're not really understanding God's will. And that's when he turns and he kind of teaches about God's will, what God's will is. And it's funny because when you look at the Lord's Prayer, right, that's exactly what your it will is. Be yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's all about God's will and and how are you an instrument of that? And how are you right. how are you praying for other people to have that will be done? Right. right. And then you have to think too that yeah, sure, the Bible society of that time is very collectivist. We're very individualistic. Mm-hmm. I, I understand yep. that. But but more importantly, the church is a construct, right? I mean, that's that's the way it was designed. It wasn't designed to be a whole collection of individual believers. It's designed right. for everybody to come together. And so part of this, when you forgive people you're giving them the opportunity to grow in Christ as well. Right. So not only are you right. trying to help yourself by by doing what you're commanded to do and forgive them and, and try to move past and then one, let go of all the stuff that's probably not good for you anyway. Uh, but two, you're also praying for God to release them from their debt and that they have that so that they are able to grow as well. Uh, and then, yeah, that's how you lift people up, right? Um, I think that's such a good point that what you said, like you're when you forgive somebody, you're willing you're releasing them so that they can grow. Yeah. And I think we forget well, about that. I also think that it's a, a release of yourself so that you can grow. I'm going to share a, a circumstance where I didn't forgive the way that I was supposed to, I was commanded to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I grew up in the church when I was young and I actually had to um, go through a period of my life where I had to have some forgiveness for the church because I felt like I was being set up for failure <laughs> um, because I was taught to love and forgive and da da da. And then I was put in the real world um, and I didn't know how to set boundaries around that love and forgiveness. And oh, so yeah. I freely, I gave love and I, I thought that other people would reciprocate that kind of love. And I don't mean like in love, love, I mean, just care and <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to do the right thing because this is the right thing. And so I expected that other people would do that in return to me. Um, Again, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And I think that everybody has learned this and everybody has been, you know. And so then when I went out into the real world and and I got hit in the face over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. I know Um, the lines just wouldn't (laughs) work. <laughs> um, but when I got hit, it, that, you're not wrong. Um, when I, we got hit over and over and over again, I started to feel resentment in my heart 
for the church. And that was like such a, a paralyzing place to be because I had also been the big, biggest advocate for preaching love and showing love and being this. But then when it came down to it and I was hurt so badly, it was hard for me to show love. And then I started getting on myself like, man, you didn't react the way that you should have reacted, the way that you were commanded to react. And so then I got into this cycle of just depression and I got into this um, like poor decision-making and doing all of these things. It was just like one thing on top of just another thing on top cycle. of another thing. It was a horrible cycle because I couldn't forgive and I, I couldn't release that what somebody had done to me. Um, and, and then I couldn't release myself from that same situation. And it, it's taken some time to kind of get out of that dark haze of a place that I was. And I've, I've had some forgiveness and some healing along the way, mm -hmm. but I was more mad at my reaction to that circumstance because I had been preaching for 30 years, like yeah. this is love and this is forgiveness right. and I will let you in. But I also think, I mean, is it okay to set boundaries with your forgiveness? Is it okay to say, well, I, I mean, but that's not godly because God no. will forgive no matter what. Well, I mean, you, so, you, well, you got to ask yourself what kind of boundaries, what, I mean, what does that even look like? Right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, here, I guess to get back to your point, that's that's a separate thing. But I mean, really, that's important because, you, yeah, you can get downtrodden. You can get kind of discouraged uh, when you think things should be going a certain way. But you have to remember that, I mean, this is exactly just to continue on with what Paul was saying before when I was talking about walking in the futility of their mind, the Gentiles. He's also saying because of their ignorance, they're excluded, right? That they have the hardness of heart. They, they're separated from a life of, with God. And I mean, you have to realize that that's going to be a lot of people that you're going yeah. to encounter. It's mm -hmm. not going to be everybody, but yeah, you're going to, you're going to run into that. I mean, I think, yeah, you just have to, you have to just keep prayerfully trying uh, to, to see God's will be done, right? And that's where you just keep hitting the reset button every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, you don't do stupid things over and over and over again, right? Just expecting something different to happen. But I mean, I think... In this case, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but forgiveness, though, I mean, you know, I, I think you don't, I mean, yeah, what boundaries are you going to put on it? But what you have to look at is that we tend to put on like a first person lens that we view the perspective of forgiveness from. So we, we will, we will look at somebody and be like, oh man, they need Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. May right? the Lord be with you. Yeah, but then like, let's think about that yeah. though. Yeah. Would you then think that if they went and asked for forgiveness from Jesus, that nothing would change? Well, maybe right. not all of it, you know, right. like they're not, he's not going to forget all their sins. They're right. too bad. You know, right. no, you can't think that because yeah. just like you, they would go and then all of their sins are forgiven. Right. Yeah. And so you have to think about that. I mean, I think we, we tend to say, well, I forgive some of the things yes, they do. Right, right, right. You know, but overall, yeah, they're just, maybe they're just a bad person. <laughs> you know, uh, well, no, like in one of the passages that I read, which made which opened my eyes to forgiveness. Everybody's a child of God, uh -huh. whether know, they believe whether or they not. believe yeah. or not, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> well, there's this song. Sometimes, um, sometimes, yeah. if you're a buccaneer, you might not be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You are. Um, <laughs> But um, there's this song where uh, it made me laugh because it's like, try Jesus, please don't try me. <laughs> because it, it showed like a perfect separation of the man and the God, right? Like yeah. we were commanded to love, but recognizing that as humans, we're not, it's like hard to have that capacity of forgiveness the way that, that Jesus has, right? Like, because like I could try him and I know that he's going to be like, but try me, like, I'm going to lay hands on you in a different way, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's hard because, like, love, right? 
Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you have these teachings. <laughs> you have all these teachings, but then all the external stuff, you know, how you were raised, your environment, like whatever walls you put up, that plays a role in how you forgive. Right. Because you could forgive and say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to beg anybody to be in my life. I'm just going to let you go. That's my forgiveness for yeah. you. But is that really forgiveness? Yeah. I, yeah. And that's the hardest part for me and that I struggle with is like, where does the real forgiveness take place? Back to your first comment of, is it a repayment? Is it a reconciliation? Is it, where, where is the act of forgiveness? And where do I feel justified in my feelings of still not Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, I think you have to recognize, right? Are you just angry? And right. is, that, is that wrong? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, no. there's plenty of opportunities to be angry. It's just, well, I mean, yeah, how do you, how do you, how does that manifest itself, right? Mm -hmm. And then holding grudges and, and, and stewing and kind of letting those things fester, that's, that's when you're talking about, okay, it's time to forgive somebody, right? right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know that there's a recipe. They're like, well, you, you, Raquel, it's been 34 minutes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's what happens, but I mean, whatever it is, I, I think a lot of this is just some self-discovery stuff too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yeah. you, you prayfully search for it, but I think there is, um, I watched a video and I'm, I'm, I, I had one of my master's degree on the uh, philosophy side of it. I had to study a lot from a, um, a guy named Al, Al uh, Plantinga and he has a brother named Neil and, and he, he was doing a whole talk on forgiveness and, one of the things he he kind of went over uh, some steps that I thought were really really applicable on on how to do it, you know. And, and part of it is yeah, you have to soften your heart a little bit. You have to say you know I too right I I too mm -hmm. am a sinner mm -hmm. and I am not worthy of all the things that God gives me right mm -hmm. and all the things I ask of Him I don't deserve them. Mm -hmm. And boy, I would really hate to see the scales when they get balanced on the things that I've done <laughs> that were right versus uh, yeah. maybe not so right, right? Uh, so, so you're you're also in need of a lot of forgiveness personally, right? And so that kind of softens your heart a little bit right. from a perspective standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like this person, yeah, they probably wronged you or whatever happened, um, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, but you're not perfect either. Uh, and, and that should kind of keep you going a little bit. You know, you, you look and you say, how would I have earned my way into, into heaven, you know, for right. example? Mm -hmm. How would I have earned my way into that? And you probably wouldn't have, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's one way to kind of soften. But then you have to, you have to kind of look at the whole, the whole scenario, right? A lot of times mm -hmm. we put on our view of what happened. Mm -hmm. And is that person, even if they did lash out at you, for instance, is like an, like an argument, you're just wrong about an argument. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, most of the time, there were circumstances mm -hmm, that, right. that are that you're not viewing yeah. very objectively, mm -hmm. right? So you have to ask: Is that person one wholly to blame? So is there other things going on in that person's life that may have in, influenced how they were reacting then, mm -hmm. or how they acted, or the decisions they've made? Um, yeah, there there could be a whole series of decisions. I mean, you, you you see stories about that, right? Where the the sister or the brother, the younger one, that just feels like they're constantly slighted their whole lives, mm -hmm. and you know they, they're never going to amount to anything that yeah. their older sibling's going to do, or vice versa, or whatever. The background it is. of yeah, of there's why. a background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There could be a huge background right. that sets all kinds of conditions. Um, and then you have to kind of look at a lot of these situations. You know, we talk about it all the time, right? We have we have people that come come into class and they they've had nothing but experiences with bad bosses, mm -hmm. and you're like. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if all of your bosses are bad. Right. You know, I, I don't it's know. Your thing. There's yeah. a common variable yeah, here. It's, it's weird. You know, everyone, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you look at that and you have to start thinking, you know, are, what part of the responsibility lies with you anyway? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So not only are you not perfect, but but knowing that, it's weird because yeah. you would think that this person's always, like anytime that you're really, really hurt, right? Mm -hmm. You always think that some, the other person, the, the aggressor, and, you know, mm -hmm. is the person that's 100% at fault, mm -hmm. which is funny because then you'll also tell yourself, well, I'm not perfect. 
Yeah. Nobody is. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. So but you're what? holding this other person right, to being this right. at all times. Well, and I think yeah. forgiveness, too, comes with maturity. Because if you think about how you forgave somebody 10, 15 years ago, it's completely different from how I, you're... I think, honestly, to like in just my own personal experience, when I was a child and I was ignorant and I, I loved freely and, and forgave freely, it was easy. But I don't, for I don't know if it's, yeah, well, I think so as a child, wonder, right? right. It mean, was yeah. easy for me to yeah. forgive. Someone could come up and punch me in the face. And if they came over to me, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, I forgive you. Even if they didn't say, I'm sorry. I was very quick to forgive. Very easy to well, forgive. Well, but, that, what but happened? that's, <laughs> <laughs> but then all you? of a sudden, What's the underlying <laughs> issue yeah. here. There's a lot going on. But yeah. I, I think that just like, uh, just things that ha- over life, I think life happened. And again, like I said, my reaction to that was very disappointing to me. Like I should have reacted in love. I should have reacted with forgiveness and I didn't. And I took a very selfish, very, um, you did me wrong and you are wrong. And yeah. and it, you, when you said something, I was like, oh man, <sighs> I well, got convicted you know, super bad because yeah. it was well, forgive you... because as I have forgiven, right? Like, or as you've been forgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I sat here and I was like, oh, man, I've been forgiven for so much. Well, and that's why I think, like, <laughs> oh, forgiveness forgive. for me goes back to all the relationships, right? The relationships that you made, the people that have wronged you. And growing up, I think I would have, my forgiveness was a different track. So it was like. Don't get mad, get revenge. Yeah. You know, or, you know, or hate just so much hate for these people. But yeah. as I think about it now, reflecting on this forgiveness, because when we decided to do this topic, it was very much like, oh man, this is going to be hard. We don't want to talk about this. Because we don't talk about Bruno. No. But now that I think about the forgiveness that I should have shown in that particular relationship, I didn't let go of a lot of the things that I I do now, you mm-hmm. know, the underlying things. So even even in counseling, bringing that, you know, all the things that I went through with my counseling degree, like what's an underlying issue? Why would they behave that way? So you look into behavior, you look into environment, you look into all of these things as a purpose and not giving an excuse so much, but giving sort of meaning to like, oh, this was their thought process. This is why they made that decision. And I think a lot of that goes with like, the big one, you know, like in relationships, people who are unfaithful, mm-hmm. right? Somebody can be unfaithful for many reasons. Mm-hmm. I just got quiet. I know, I know right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a touchy subject, but like, but in, in that sense, like, well, why? Yeah. What was going on? Is it some, and I always relate it back to like, well, there's two people in a relationship. Yeah. And if there was no communication and there was no discussion or, or, Somebody on one side was too communicative and then the other one was not. You know, there's some ruffled feathers there. I think that's why forgiveness is so hard because I really don't. I I think that we have put on this view of blaming others, but really we internalize it. And it's really a forgiveness of ourself. And that's hard to do. Like I, again, I struggled with um, my reaction to that circumstance. And I think that the real problem wasn't me forgiving that person and what they did to me. It was forgiving myself for that reaction that I had to the circumstance. Yeah, I think you just look at it the same way, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think you look at those as, as both the same bin of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I mean, okay, so let's talk about not forgiving. What does that accomplish? 
right? Let's, let's just kind of ponder it, it that for a It actually takes you in a horrible direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It, it's, as and far it's as, selfish. Yeah, right? it is. And it, Well, sure. And people look at you like, what's wrong with you, right? Yeah, um, right. And, and you have to, because you see this. And it's you, you see it when people get wronged at work, for instance, and it's like, why are you why are you telling all your dang friends? You yeah. Know? Like, what, what what are you expecting them to say? Can you believe this? Yeah. Can you believe so and so? And then they say, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you already have an expected response, right? No, yeah. I, I can't believe they would say that right. to you. And then you stop. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then n- nothing really happened. But now you're going to go ask somebody else. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. so? You know, and that's, it's crazy because what do you? What do you expect the I think outcome it's just the validation. Yeah, it's validation. It's the validation. They wronged me, and I want people to know that I wasn't the one that wronged them. I want them to know that they were the one that wronged me, and they're the ones that ruined this relationship. It wasn't me that ruined the relationship. It was them that ruined the relationship. I didn't contribute. But then you know deep down that you definitely contributed to the right. demise of this relationship. And, and that's why and it gets you, you down up, a whole rabbit hole. That's right. Of, of, well, yeah. and you wind up just sounding like Raquel. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like down that rabbit hole of I'm not going to forgive them because they didn't forgive me and they are deserving of my for, my forgiveness. Well, but, but then I it, want them to I want to be forgiven, so I need to forgive them because I want to be forgiven. But then, but then that's where I, I, I shouldn't be the way that I forget. You put those you put those boundaries. That's where I think the boundaries comes yeah, in. Like yeah. these are things that we aren't going to talk about. Um, you know, especially setting boundaries at work when you feel when you feel like somebody has wronged you. Right. Like, I don't want to work with this person anymore, even though I have to. I'm going to refrain from volunteering to work with you or being on a team with you. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. and especially in relationships, like if you choose to forgive somebody and this this one was super hard for me because and I and I've had conversations about this and it's hard to get my head around it because, again, environment feelings, just emotions. Um. But when you choose to forgive somebody, you can't bring it back up or control the situation or control that person. Right. right. So once you that's, do that's forgive. That's collecting the debt. Right. right? Exactly. Right. You're collecting right. the debt and you're expecting them to it's be. It's not forgiving. It's not forgiving. So, again, we go back to the whole allowing them to be better. It's almost like credit. Well, it's it's your student loans thing, right? It's like, well, <laughs> hey, you're forgiven, but then you get a statement that's like, hey, you still have student <laughs> right. loans. Uh, it's like, no, they were forgiven. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, like well, don't... you you make you make me angry. I'm gonna I'm gonna collect that money. That's right. right. Yeah. It's not actually forgiven, and it's held right, over your right, head, right. right? And what's and... it called? It's like a you're holding something over their head. Yeah. Really, and and that's what I really struggled. I think I just did you say that oh, like legitimately two seconds. Like oh. as I was saying it, you were cutting me off my bed. She was at the start over button. It's a new day. Restarting the day. Will you forgive me? I forgive. Okay, okay. I'm gonna practice what she we've just learned. Won't forgive herself. <laughs> um, but no, it is it is super hard because like I think I've I've also played a role and I've had to forgive myself. For holding that against mm-hmm. that person, you know, because that hinders both of our growth. Well, and yeah. one thing that we've mm-hmm. talked yeah. about here, we've talked a lot about like the spiritual and the emotional um, restrictions that happen when you don't forgive. Mm-hmm. But there is a physical element that happens when you don't forgive. Um, I can tell you, like, again, it sends you into a physical depression. Like, I didn't want to get out of bed. Like, I was tired. I did this. And then yeah. it caused all of these other things to happen as well. Um, so I, I do think that there's a physical connection to you holding in that anger and that resentment and those feelings. I th- I do think that we have a physical reaction to oh, that. Oh, for sure you oh, do. Yeah. 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 Well, and you, I mean— I guess it goes back to like, what do you think you're going to accomplish, even if you're validated, right? Mm-hmm. So even even if everybody agrees with you, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Raquel, I can't believe it. I know. Right. Oh, you're you're so right. 
Yeah. You know, then yeah. what? I mean, yeah. no, nothing, yeah. still nothing what are you happens. Gonna get still out of it? nothing. I mean, everybody else has now forgotten about it by tomorrow. Yeah. Because they've hit the reset. And you're yeah. still. You're still like, well, at least. I mean, you don't really feel you. better. Yeah. yeah. No, right? you and don't. I, and so, so I think that's, yeah, you got to look at the growth and you, you have to kind of figure out a way to, one, put your emotions to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, be angry and kind of let the raw part settle a little. You know, you, you have to get over that. But then try to look at how you're going to grow from moving mm-hmm. forward. And I, I think what you have to kind of do is maybe even give yourself a pep talk at first or something. I don't know. But you have to find the motivation to figure out why this makes the most sense for you. One, if, I mean, if you're a Christian and you're, and you're trying to really study and be the best Christian you can and live, you know, the way God commanded us to, um, and you're looking at all the teachings of the New Testament from Jesus talking specifically about forgiveness and him being the ultimate sacrifice for that. If you're talking about that, then one, you're commanded to, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, there's that aspect that you're commanded to. Yeah. Um, but and, and it's pretty important, and it's important enough that they they spend the biblical authors spend some time talking about this. In mm-hmm. fact, I think it's important too because some of it, from a human condition standpoint, you know, and in, in, in Matthew eighteen, whenever we were talking about the the seven times and seventy seven times, I mean, there's there's a little story, a parable, right, that Jesus uses, which is what he, you know, that's how he teaches a lot of a lot of times, right, mm-hmm. through the parables. So, but I mean, he's talking about somebody who, you know, a slave fell to the ground. Asking, you know, his master to, to basically forgive him because he can, there's no way he can repay the debt that, that's being held over his head. And, you know, he's just, yeah, laying down on the ground, just begging for forgiveness. And the guy says, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll forgive the debt. Right. And then, right. and then that guy goes and then he just starts trying to collect from somebody else. And then they, then, then he, you know, and then he has no mercy on that person. Right. right. Then, then they come back to that. So he's like, what happened? I released you from your debt. What are you now treating this person like this for? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the teaching of it. It's, it's a, the compounding effect that it can have. How you're not you're not going to grow spiritually. You're not going to you're not going to open yourself up to that growth opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, I I think for some reason you feel that that justification or that vindication or whatever it is, you feel like that's good, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. And I it's think it goes not. right back to what Paul was saying: is like you're you're kind of operating in the darkness of your own mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 basically putting on the blinders, saying you know best, and you will be ready when you're ready. Right. And not until then. Mm-hmm. And you, you're in charge of all of that. So mm-hmm. you feel like you're in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, I think, where the, a lot of the problems come from. Yeah. So why do you think that, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but conceptually, the idea of forgiveness and the act of forgiving is super simple. I forgive you. Done. And it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super simple. Well, it's, it's not because it's very emotional for yes, a lot of people, right? right? I mean, a lot of times you feel wronged and that's... Mm-hmm. And you're, or you, you're humiliated or mm-hmm. you're, you know, ashamed or whatever it or is. Or all of those. Or all of them. Right. And I, so, I mean, I think those are difficult and mm-hmm. you have to wrestle with that human condition a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's, that's where you're finding the difficulty. It's really dealing with you and your response to emotions. Mm-hmm. It really has nothing to do with to the do, act of forgiveness. Give, yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. So you're saying I'm an emotional roller coaster. I bet you've never heard that before. No, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually very consistent and the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bring no like energy to a room, oh, right. positive yeah. or right. negative. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just very um, yeah, monotone. Very ah! monotone. That we're supposed to go for a walk. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> right now. Um, no. <laughs> so as we close out, what's the best advice that you would give somebody to forgive? 
Like what, to what would you, forward. to move How can forward? We move forward? I think everything that you just said was the best, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like a one hour recap. This guy, this is Marty Brown. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, doctor. I, I, I guess I'll say it again. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> no, one to two words, what would you say? What would you one give to, two words, one to our word. listeners? Oh, one one, one to syllable. Two. One syllable? <laughs> Um, I, I better put the emphasis there. Uh, Do it. <laughs> no, I would say soften your heart. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, okay. I think that I think what happens, and I, let me explain a little bit of that because I mean, that may not be very helpful because uh, it's just like saying, well, just forgive people. Uh, no, I think when I say soften your heart, it's it's looking at when you hold on to all of these things that it's hardening your heart, right? Yeah. It makes you, I mean, if you think about it, right? If you let grudges go too long, sometimes it's irreparable. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, you you know, you just can't. You just can't get over it mm -hmm. for whatever reason. You see that a lot with families, you know, mm -hmm. family members. Um, yeah, that happens. And I think when I say soften your heart, it's it's kind of allowing yourself to get over those so that they don't harden your heart, right? right. And that, that allows you to get the opportunity to kind of evaluate all the other things we talked about, which are the, the other the circumstances around what happened. Try to take more of an objective view of it. Try to take in consideration what that person's going through or what mm -hmm. happened to them yeah. in their past. Uh, think about this, the maybe the role that you played in it. Um, you know, be a little bit harder on yourself initially to think about what role you played, not mm -hmm. just to, you know, not forgive not yourself. Not just to right. blame. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I think, you, you know, you, then you figure out a way to forgive the debt. And then you don't, but you don't have to, right? And this is important. You don't have to forget that the mm -hmm. event happened. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can still trust the person the same. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're talking about, you know, the unfaithful relationship. That's a good example. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. like, well, you still trust that person the exact same like it yeah. never happened. Yeah. Right. Of course not. Right. Yeah. But there, there's no way for them to repay what's already yeah. happened. Yeah. And that's what you're forgiving. And then that's where you're trying to figure out what the path's going to be exactly. to, to build the growth back for both of you. Right? That's right. right. And so I think that's the part that you kind of ruminate in, I guess, when I say, you know, soften your heart. Yeah. What do you think very, the impact? Very much just one word answer. <laughs> What do you Thank think the you. impact will be on our society if we show more forgiveness as a, a collective? I think we would have better drivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's important to me right now. No, I, uh, if someone yeah, wronged you, yeah, I'm telling you, I can't, I can't let it go. Uh. So you need to take some of that last uh, hour of everything we talked about. Well, I mean, I think that goes back to the church concept, right? I mean, that, that's this would be another aspect of that where you're where really. You're playing your part as a part of a society. In the case of the church, it's it's one body of Christ. And the idea is that you sharpen each other, you lift each other up. You're there to constantly grab somebody by the, you know, by the arm or whatever and lift them up and help them do better for themselves as well. And so I think that's this I is I truly just, believe that, yeah. And yeah. I think that if we forgive, it also goes back to our initial initiative when we started this podcast of lifting people up, showing kindness. Being that light mm -hmm. yeah. that we had yeah. talked about for so long is I want to be the light in the room, but in order to be that light, I have to be love and I have to be forgiveness and I have to exemplify all of those things that we were commanded to do. Um, forgiveness plays a crucial role in reconciliation and healing the collective trauma. It allows for our communities to move forward, rebuild trust. Even if you are a bad driver, he might forgive you soon. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> and it also, a grudge. <laughs> it also fosters understanding between different groups of people. So um, I want to thank you, Sean, for taking time to be with us today, for sharing your expertise and your insight and the power of forgiveness. 
Thank you so much for being here. I always learn so much from I, you. We do. Like, we I just, do. I could sit in your knowledge for a long time. For a time. long time. Um, remember, well, well, for, oh, thank, you, thank you before that it gets weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, this has really, really been awesome. So thank, thank you very much. Oh, we love it. Um, remember, forgiveness is a choice that empowers us to free ourselves from the weight of resentment and anger leading to personal growth and healing. So I wish you all personal growth and healing with whatever you are dealing with. Even for you, yeah. Buccaneers. Oh. Um, <laughs> Full circle. I just want to say good luck to my Lions this weekend. Um, no matter what happens, I'm going to be proud of you and I'm going to love you. Um, and I'm gonna... <laughs> um, oh, listeners. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us and going down these rabbit holes with us. I hope that you had an opportunity to do some reflection on yourself and uh, learn a little bit more about yourself and um, be able to forgive a little bit more and forgive yourself. Join us next time for another enlightening episode. Until then, practice forgiveness. And remember, forgiveness not a, is not a sign of weakness, but a testament to our strength and to our resilience. Amen to that. Amen. Thank you for being Amen. here. Producer Will, any last words? All he good. shook his head now. Nope. And me <laughs> in the kitchen? No? Okay. No. Oh, All right. Thank All you, right. everybody, Thank for joining us. Thanks. Bye-bye.